Hello, and welcome to I Want to Like You, a weekly podcast from Real Simple about how to handle the irritating people in your life with goodwill and grace. I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. I'm the editor of Real Simple, and with me today are Catherine Newman, who is both the Real Simple Modern Manners etiquette columnist and author of the funniest motherhood memoir I've ever read, which is the forthcoming Catastrophic Happiness. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back. Today, we also have Elaine Allison. Now, Elaine has an incredibly interesting career. She's a customer service expert and author of The Velvet Hammer, Powerful Leadership Lessons for Women Who Don't Golf. Hi, Elaine. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Now, all right, so our topic today is people who don't say thank you which I happen to know because I know Catherine is one of her major pet peeves. But I want to talk about Elaine for a second because Elaine, what you all don't know about Elaine, well, maybe people who are related to Elaine who are listening to this podcast know this, but she was, at the age of 19, one of Canada's first female prison guards in an all-male maximum security prison. And then she worked as a flight attendant and now she is a customer service expert and author of The Velvet Hammer. So, Elaine, first question actually is for you, which is, who says thank you more, prisoners or people who, traveling on airplanes? Well, you serve them both meals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it depends what meal you serve. Whether so, they say thank you? <laughs> well, I used to work for an airline where we served everything on Roald Dalton, China. And it was filling mignon or chicken Kiev. And then Ooh. as the airline industry matured, you're lucky if you get bits and bites or, uh, you know, some pretzels. Matured is such a bad word to use in that sentence, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> say what you really mean. All right, low so. cost. Let's call it low cost. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so the thank yous got less. And believe it or not, inmates, when they came and grabbed their tray, said thank you. So, Catherine, this leads me to a question for you. It's, a, it's actually, a, a, in my mind, a super interesting distinction. Do you think you are more required to say thank you for something better? Like, do you get off the hook for not saying thank you if what you've been given is just not so great, like a terrible airplane meal? You know what I mean? Or do you have to say, do, are you equally required to say thank you to filet mignon on Royal Dalton, China, or like a bag of pretzels in a plastic bag? That's a great question. My my son, when he was, I think, five, I cued him to, you know, I was pouring his milk, and I said, don't forget to say thank you. And he said, thank you. And then he said, well, I don't even like milk. You make me drink it. Do I still have to say thank you for it? And what was your answer? And my answer was that, you know, I said, that's a great question, and I see where you're coming from, but this is... This is kind of the contract of courtesy. Mm-hmm. The world's going to work better the nicer people are. So, you know, if you're like a little withholding because you got a bag of pretzels, you know, maybe that's, you know what I say about this thing. Maybe that smugness will give you one second of pleasure. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the nicer and more grateful your interactions are, the happier you're actually going to feel. Mm-hmm. So if you're a little bit of a jerk to the flight attendant, who then is going to be probably a little bit of a jerk back to you, and the flight's just going to go that way, it's just not in your best interest. Yeah. So, Elaine, do you think, so you're a customer service expert now. Do you think that people say thank you as much now as they did when you were, say, 19, starting out in your career in that maximum security prison? I would say no. 
There's um, less thanking now. It's less thanking now. And how come? I think it's technology. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm ready to blame technology for just about anything. So yeah, well, we're very immersed in it, and you know, it, because of that, it's very distracting. You know, you'll hand people things, and they may not look up from their their phone or their iPad, or or it, it is a dying art. You 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 do walk on an aircraft these days, and people are heads down. Uh, and now that Wi-Fi is coming on the plane, uh, it's even worse. Catherine, what do you think? I'm with you. I'm inclined to think that technology is to blame for, you know, everything, or at least this thing. Mm -hmm. And I see that too. I see people heads down or headphones in, you know, getting drinks without even looking up on the, on the airplane. And I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a missed opportunity. I think if, I think if everybody just whittles away their social interactions to these eye contactless, charmless, courtesy-less exchanges, it's going to be a really mm. brutal place and people are going to have way less connection. Okay, so let's talk about, so let's let's take it out of airplanes and coffee shops and stuff and talk about maybe sort of more intimate social interactions. So I had my husband and I with a couple of other couples through a party a couple of weeks ago and it was a fairly elaborate party that included a performance and not the kind of thing we do every day. And this woman, who I think has the best manners in the world, my friend Jane, came over before the party, and she rang the doorbell, and she handed me a box. And inside was this note in her perfect handwriting saying something like, looking so forward to tonight, we're so happy to be included, you know, cheers or something. And inside the box was this really beautiful boxwood wreath. And it was, I mean, it was kind of extravagant, but it was so, it was the nicest gesture. And I said to my son, okay, Jane Cook, her name is Jane Cook. Jane Cook was raised right. And like, I think about, it was such a, like a 1950s thing to do, I thought, to kind of bring me this beautiful thing before the night. And, and, I, and I don't think that kind of thing happens very much, but I think it probably used to happen more. And and so what is your thought, the two of you, what are your thoughts on, like, if someone has you over for dinner or someone gives you a job reference or, you know, not just kind of strangers interacting, but, like, people who you know, do you think thank yous? Is Jane Cook, like, a major outlier, I guess is my question? <laughs> I'm not a cook or a chef, and, you know, we get invited out a lot because everybody knows that I don't cook very well or like to entertain and it was you know well late into my maturity I'll call it mm. that I even realized what a hostess gift was mm -hmm. and you're I, I do believe it is it is is going by the wayside I, I don't think that we remember often enough to thank those who who are are basically cooking for us and and all the expense and the cost and it is it is a good reminder to all of us to to ensure we are thanking people either before or certainly after. Yeah. What do you think, Catherine? I th I mean, I'm so charmed by the story. I just it, even as you're telling it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that next time I'm invited somewhere. Like I I feel I feel more and more like it's a world that calls for more extravagant gratitude. Mm. 
And I love the I love the idea of, you know, showing up with this beautiful thing. Totally unexpected. I just think that's great. I mean, I I I always thank people for having us to dinner, mm. but often over email. I used to send notes and then I got teased a lot. Oh, cuz you were Oh, really? That's so terrible. Like, oh, you're so old-fashioned. Oh, you know, because I'm an etiquette <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> and people felt like, oh, it made them feel sort of like, oh, I never send you a note. And I would be like, yeah, I know. But, um, <laughs> so, but so I always thank people, but I now do it over email. And I tend to do it when we get home or first thing in the morning. Right. And I tend to compensate for the fact that it's email by being really immediate and really exuberant. And I think it's so important to do that. I think to say, my gosh, you know, you cooked for us, you opened your home to us. We're so lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a boxwood wreath, but it's still, you know, that kind of rush of gratitude, yeah. I think is so important. So Catherine, I have a shaming question for you and not to shame you, but about shaming your fellow man. <laughs> Which I know you you don't like to do, so apologies in advance. But is there a graceful way for all of us holiday shoppers who don't hear back from certain people who we send things to, to basically force them to say thank you, although that's not entirely what you're doing, but it's kind of what you're doing, to know whether they got the gift, but also to make them say thank you? <laughs> so I think, you know, uh, predictably, I think your first your first job in that in that case is to figure out what your real MO is. Mm-hmm. If you want them to feel bad, try to note that before you stumble into the interaction that's going to probably result in them feeling bad. Okay. And maybe deal with yourself a little bit. So that's what I think. I think you might just say, um, oh, you know, I just really wanted to make sure you got it, but secretly you really wanted to you know, weasel a thank you out of them or make them feel bad. So I guess I would just check in with yourself about that. If you can't tell, you know, now you can often just see that things got delivered or accepted or signed for. If you really have no idea, I think it's worth saying, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm really not nagging you. I'm really just making sure you got this because I'll look into it if you haven't. Do you think that works? Don't you think no matter what, they're going to be embarrassed? Well, if they really didn't get it, they're not going to be embarrassed. Well, that's true. That's true. I guess it's sort of, if you really kind of like 99% think they got it. Yeah, then just leave it and deal with yourself. I would just leave it, but that's, you know, I think the thing about manners is all you can really do is have impeccable manners yourself and model them all the time. You cannot really take adults to task for bad manners. So, Elaine, you had another idea for what to do when you don't hear back from the person that you've given something to. What I do is I call it checking in. So I would call them um, on just checking in to see how they're doing. And then casually, I try to find out how, you know, if I sent them something, how it matched or how they're using it, or if it was a gift card, you know, did they find anything suitable? And that way you can say, oh, you didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, yes, yeah, sorry, they've been, you know, extremely busy and, uh, you know, what have you. But at least you can get acknowledgement. Okay, so we're running out of time. What I'd like from you two is I think, you know, we seem to be in agreement that thank you-ing 
if we can make thank you a verb, that, that thanking people, which sounds a little better, um, is, is a little bit of a lost art, but it shouldn't be. So if we wanted to start a revolution with, with this podcast, because we start a lot of revolutions on this podcast, you know, how, how would we go about doing this? How can we change this? How, what would you say to the listeners of I Want to Like You about thanking and how to stem this tide of increasingly, you know, the, this increasing habit of not, thank, of not getting thanked? I think after the holidays is a great time to start this and social media, of course, can be the power behind it. If somebody is posting something on Facebook about something they received, if it's a business and they, you know, received a referral or, or a testimonial or something, it's, it's certainly worth a shout out on, on all the outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Snapchat, Mm -hmm. um, anything they received, your wreath, if you could put a photo on that and thank the person, uh, I think it's, it's contagious. And and you put a call out to say, what was your best, you know, what's your, what's your great or your favorites? Thank yous. And, and let's, let's get the revolution going. Okay. Okay. You know what? I didn't put Jane Cook's wreath on Instagram, which obviously I need to do. So, (laughs) all right. So you've given me a good idea. Catherine, what about you? How do Yeah. I I mean, I think I love the word contagious around it. I think that's a great you know, I think the more people do it, the more people will will do it. I like to make it really nice for the kids. You know, they have a lot of thank you notes to write after the holidays, and I always make it really nice. Like I make a pot of tea, and I put on really nice music, and we light candles, and I make popcorn, and we make kind of an event of it, mm-hmm. which is very corny, but it's actually kind of a really nice couple hours. And instead of it being this drag and gratitude, all kind of burdensome feeling, it's really kind of an opportunity to reflect on, you know, wow, we're so lucky we have these people in our lives and these people who care for us and give us things and, you know, feed us. So I guess I feel like to see it as an opportunity to enrich your life, you know, that that's what thinking does. You focus on gratitude and that just makes your life better. Okay. I have to say, I I think that's the nicest idea about making an event out of writing thank you notes with popcorn and tea and candles. And if I suggested that in my house, my children would say, will you please put me up for adoption tomorrow? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's so I think, Catherine, I'm thanking you in advance for letting me to come live with your family because that's just or 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 thanking you for the opportunity to point out that I have a lot of work to do. In my, no, it's, in it's my, just a little house on the prairie. Yeah, you know, I know. Clearly. <laughs> that said, for those of you who now don't want to read Catherine's book, Catastrophic Happiness, because you think she's too perfect, it is a very funny book. So I, I, I can still heartily recommend it. Okay, we are out of time, you two. That is it for this week's episode of I Want to Like You. Thank you so much, Catherine and Elaine, for being here. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So we've heard today from Catherine Newman, who is Real Simple's Modern Manners columnist and author of the forthcoming memoir, Catastrophic Happiness, and Elaine Allison, customer service expert, resident of Canada, author of The Velvet Hammer, Powerful Leadership Lessons for Women Who Don't Golf, former prison guard, and former flight attendant. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. Our engineer is Zach Dinerstein. And Caitlin Peary gives me a lot of help on this podcast on the front end at Real Simple. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter handle is at Real Simple, or you can tweet irritating people to me at Kay Van Ogtrop. 
For more on irritating people and how to handle them, go to realsimple.com. And, of course, subscribe to us in iTunes. For Catherine Newman and Elaine Allison, I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. Thanks for joining us. 